Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a special episode that delves into a fascinating research paper titled Enhancing Representation Learning on High-Dimensional Small-Size Tabular Data, a Divide-and-Conquer Method with Ensembled VAEs. Now, I know that title might sound a bit daunting, but fear not. We're here to make complex topics accessible and intuitive. That's right, Jen. In this paper, the authors tackle the challenge of learning meaningful representations from high-dimensional, small-size tabular data. These types of datasets, which contain a large number of features but are limited in sample size, present unique difficulties for machine learning algorithms. And the authors propose a solution called Ensembled VAEs, which stands for Ensembled Variational Autoencoders. Before we dive into the method, let's quickly explain what a variational autoencoder, VAE, is. VAEs are machine learning models that learn to encode and decode data. They have a wide range of applications, including data generation and reconstruction. In the context of high-dimensional, small-size tabular data, VAEs can be used to extract meaningful representations from the data. Right. And what makes the method in this paper unique is the use of ensembling. Ensembling involves training multiple VAEs on different subsets of the data, and then combining their knowledge to obtain a more robust representation. This approach is known as a divide-and-conquer strategy. And by dividing the data into subsets, the ensembled VEEs can focus on learning representations for specific groups of features. This allows for more efficient learning and better generalization, even with limited sample sizes. The experiments conducted by the authors demonstrate the effectiveness of their method on real-world datasets. They show that ensembled VAEs outperform other baseline models in terms of learning accurate representations, as well as achieving better performance in downstream classification tasks. Another remarkable aspect of this method is its ability to handle missing features at inference time. This means that even if some features are missing, The ensembled VEEs can still generate high-quality latent representations that can be used for further analysis. That's right, Tom. The authors also evaluate the disentanglement of the learned representations. Disentanglement refers to the ability of the model to separate the underlying factors of variation. In the data, The results indicate that ensembled VAEs achieve better disentanglement compared to benchmark models. It's clear that this research paper offers valuable insights into enhancing representation learning on high-dimensional, small-size tabular data. The method of ensembled VAEs, combined with a divide-and-conquer strategy, shows great promise for addressing the challenges posed by these types of datasets. And that wraps up our discussion of this exciting research paper. We hope you found it informative and engaging. As always, thank you for joining us on our NPR podcast. Yes, 
Thank you for tuning in. Stay curious. Keep exploring. And we'll be back soon with more fascinating topics. Until next time. Take care, everyone. Background music fades in. Hey there, listeners. This podcast brought to you by something truly remarkable. That's right, folks. Prepare yourselves for an outrageous invention that's sure to tickle your funny bone. Introducing Dramatic Pause Hilarious Hamster Hats. Have you ever looked at your hamster and thought, man, you're adorable, but something's missing? Well, worry no more. Thanks to Hilarious Hamster Hats, your furry friend can now become the life of the rodent party. Picture this, folks. Tiny hats designed exclusively for hamsters. We're talking top hats, sombreros, even Viking helmets. Your hamster will be the envy of all their tiny, hatless buddies. But don't just take our word for it. Check out these testimonials from satisfied customers. Testimonial number one, high-pitched voice. Ever since my hamster started wearing a hilarious hamster hat, I can't stop laughing. It's like having a miniature stand-up comedian in my living room. Testimonial number two, deep voice. I never thought I'd say this, but my hamster looks cooler in a tiny cowboy hat than I ever could. So, listeners, if transforming your hamster into a miniature fashion icon is your wildest dream, then look no further. Hilarious hamster hats, sponsored by people who truly understand the need for absurdity. Get ready for a whirlwind of chuckles, a blast of belly laughs, and a hamster who'll steal the show. Remember, folks, hilarious hamster hats, because there's nothing quite as hilarious as a tiny animal wearing a ridiculous hat. Order now, and make your hamster the talk of the town. Just visit our website at www.hilarioushamsterhats.com. Satisfaction guaranteed are your giggle points back. And don't forget, this laughter-inducing commercial was made possible by our podcast, Where Ridiculousness Meets Radio. Tune in every week for more comedy and quirky content. Background music fades out. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a fascinating topic to explore. Optimizing language models through sparsity in compiler. Co-design. That's right. Jen. We'll be discussing a groundbreaking paper titled Sparse Optimizer. Sparsify language models through Moro Yoshida regularization and accelerate through compiler. Co-design. This paper introduces a novel deep learning optimizer called Sparse Optimizer that leverages Moro Yoshida regularization to induce sparsity in large language models. And what exactly is sparsity? Tom? Simply put, it's reducing the number of parameters in a model to make it more efficient. The authors of this paper have developed Sparse Optimizer, which uses a mathematical technique called Moro-Yoshida regularization to naturally induce sparsity. Moro-Yoshida regularization sounds complex, 
but it's essentially a way of penalizing non-zero weights in the model. By doing this, the optimizer encourages the model to have fewer parameters, making it more sparse. And what's really cool is that sparse optimizer is designed to be easily integrated into existing language models, like BERT and ALBERT, without requiring code modifications. It's a plug-and-play tool that can be universally adapted. Exactly. Jen. And the paper also introduces a compiler co-design strategy, which further enhances the performance of sparsified models. By optimizing the inference process through collaboration between the optimizer and the compiler, they achieve impressive acceleration. It's like a one-two punch. Tom. First. Sparse optimizer sparsifies the models. And then the co-design with the compiler takes it to the next level in terms of performance. It's a great example of how different components can work together to make the models more efficient. Absolutely. Jen. And the results of their empirical evaluations are impressive. The sparsified models, like SparseBit and SparseAlbert, achieve comparable performance to their dense counterparts while reducing the parameter count significantly. And when paired with their specially designed compiler, they achieve remarkable acceleration in inference time. It's clear that sparse optimizer and compiler co-design have the potential to revolutionize the optimization of large language models. This has exciting implications for various applications. From natural language processing to resource-constrained environments. So, whether you are interested in the technical details behind Moro Yoshida regularization or fascinated by the potential of optimizing language models, this paper is a must-read. It showcases innovative approaches that push the boundaries of efficiency in AI. And that's a wrap for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of sparse optimizer and its applications in optimizing language models. As always, thank you for tuning in to our NPR podcast. Stay curious and keep exploring the fascinating world of technology. Upbeat music playing. Hey there. Welcome back to our award-winning podcast where we explore the strange, the unusual, and everything in between. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. And today, we have a special sponsor that will surely leave you bananas. This podcast is brought to you by Zigzag Banana Co., the ultimate source for all your Zigzag banana needs. That's right. Jen, have you ever wanted a banana that defies the laws of nature? Well, Zigzag Banana Co. has got you covered. These bananas are straight from the comedy clubs of the fruit kingdom. Indeed. Tom. Each zigzag banana is handcrafted by highly trained banana sculptors. Using secret techniques passed down through generations. These bananas will have you questioning reality. And they're not just any old bananas. Oh no. Zigzag Banana Co has varieties like the jelly roll banana which wiggles like a belly dancer or the fortune teller banana that predicts your future based on the shape it takes unbelievable right but wait there's more 
With each zigzag banana purchased, you'll receive a free instructional DVD on banana origami. You can fold your banana into a swan or even a miniature banana pyramid. Plus, if you order now, you'll get an exclusive discount on the limited edition banana in disguise set. Choose from mustachioed bananas, banana superheroes, or even bananas dressed as other fruits. So, whether you want a snack that will blow your mind or simply want to impress your friends at your next dinner party, Zigzag Banana Co. has the bananas you never knew you needed. Remember, folks, this podcast is sponsored by Zigzag Banana Company. Because life is too straight. And so should your fruits be. Cheerful jingle. All right, now back to our regularly scheduled hilarious randomness. Here on NPR's Tom and Jen Show. Stay zigzaggy, everyone. Closing music. Hi folks. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm here with my co-host Jen. Today, we have a truly interesting and innovative topic to discuss. That's right, Tom. We're diving into the world of dental research in a groundbreaking paper titled Dental Clairs. Contrastive Language Image Retrieval Search for Dental Research. Now, we know the title may sound a bit complex. But don't worry. We're breaking it down for you in a way that's easy to understand. Absolutely. Jen. So let's start with the why. Why is this research important? Well, diagnosing dental issues and studying them for research purposes can be quite challenging. There's a lack of expert annotated data and convenient search tools. That's where Dental Clairs comes in. Dental Clairs is a search tool specifically designed for dental research. It uses periapical radiographs which are commonly used in dental clinics, and associated clinical details to retrieve the most relevant images based on a text query. And what sets dental clairs apart is its use of contrastive representation learning. This is a method that helps the model learn the connections between image and text by maximizing the similarity score of true image text pairs and minimizing the score of randomly generated pairs. And the results are impressive. Tom, the model achieved a hit at 3 ratio of 96%, meaning it accurately retrieved the top three relevant images based on the text query. It also had a mean reciprocal rank, MRR, of 0.82, showing its accuracy in ranking relevant images. And to make it even more user-friendly, the researchers developed a graphical user interface. GI, that allows researchers to interact with the model and verify its performance. This makes it even more accessible and intuitive to use. You're absolutely right, Tom. This paper is truly groundbreaking because it combines natural language processing with deep learning technologies. And it's the first work to use dental radiographs and natural language to predict the most relevant images represented by text snippets. It's incredible to see how advancements in technology are transforming the field of dentistry and making research more efficient and accurate. 
Dental clairs is a tool that has incredible potential to aid researchers and clinicians in their work. That's right, Tom. And in our next episode, we're going to dive deeper into the methodology and dataset used in this study. We'll explore the high-level architecture of the training process, the image augmentation techniques employed, and the models used for image and text encoding. So be sure to tune into our next episode to learn even more about dental clairs. Whether you are interested in dental research, deep learning, or just curious about the latest advancements in medical imaging, you won't want to miss it. That's all we have for today's episode. Thanks for joining us. And we'll catch you next time on our award-winning NPR podcast. Closing Music Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Totally Tentacular Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Squid Socks Inc. That's right. Tom, are you tired of those boring, plain old socks? Well, Squid Socks Inc. has the solution for you. Introducing Squid Socks, the socks that will make you leave a trail of laughter wherever you go. These socks are truly out of this world. Jen, when you slip them on, you'll instantly transform into the magnificent creature known as the squid foot. Picture it. Eight wiggly tentacles, flapping around town, tickling everyone's funny bone. But Tom, these aren't your ordinary tentacles. Squid Socks Inc. has revolutionized the world of sock fashion with their patented squiggle grip technology. With these socks, you'll have the grip of a squid on a roller coaster, keeping you steady on your feet no matter what. And don't worry about matching. Folks, Squid Socks Inc. brings you a collection of vibrant and mismatched colors that will make your feet the talk of hey. Town. Imagine walking into an important business meeting sporting a pair of neon green and hot pink squid. Socks. So true. Tom, and here's the best part. Squid socks are not just for feet anymore. We've got squid mittens, squid hats, squid scarves, and even squid underwear. Who knew the wonder of squids could extend to all aspects of our lives? Squid Socks Inc. is revolutionizing fashion and laughter. One squid at a time. So, hurry up and dive into the world of squid socks. Head over to their website and use the promo code TENTACULAR to receive a free ink stain remover. With your purchase. That's right. Folks, you don't want to miss out on this exclusive offer. Squid socks, because life's just better with a little splash of squid. Upbeat music fades out. And now, back to our regular programming. Stay tuned for more laughter, weirdness, and all things tentacular. End of commercial. Welcome back to our informative and entertaining NPR podcast. Today, we are going to continue our discussion on effective resistance in metric spaces. In the first part of this episode, we introduced the concept of effective resistance and discussed how it can be computed. Now, We are going to dive deeper into the analysis section of the paper and explore the proofs behind the 
Convergence of affective resistances. That's right, Tom. In the analysis section, the authors provide rigorous mathematical proofs to demonstrate that affective resistances computed over metric graphs converge towards the desired limit object. This is a crucial step in ensuring the accuracy and reliability of the results. Absolutely. Jen, the key to these proofs lies in bounding the integrals of certain functions. By analyzing the behavior of these integrals, the authors are able to establish convergence properties and bounds on the effective resistances. And another important aspect of the analysis is showing that the operators involved in the computation of effective resistances are contractions. This means that they map close points in the metric space to points that are even closer. That's correct. Jen. These contraction properties ensure that the computations are stable and reliable, even as the number of samples or the density of the metric space increases. It's really fascinating to see how the authors combine rigorous mathematical analysis with practical applications. By considering these convergence properties and contraction properties, they are able to provide a solid foundation for the use of effective resistance in metric spaces. Absolutely. Jen. And it's worth noting that effective resistance in metric spaces has applications in various fields, including machine learning, bioinformatics, and electronics. By understanding the convergence properties and bounds, Researchers can apply effective resistance to gain insights and make predictions in these domains. That's right, Tom. And in the last part of this episode, we'll discuss some of these applications and explore how effective resistance can be used to solve real-world problems. So stay tuned, folks. In the next segment, We'll delve into the exciting world of applications and explore the practical implications of effective resistance in metric spaces. Get ready to see how this concept can revolutionize fields such as machine learning and bioinformatics. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned for more fascinating discussions on our award-winning NPR podcast. Upbeat music playing. This podcast brought to you by Banana Tech, the world's leading manufacturer of banana-powered technology. That's right. Tom, if you thought bananas were only for making smoothies or slipping on, think again. Introducing the Banana Phone Pro. It's like a regular smartphone, but way more appealing. And don't forget about the banana pad. It's sleek, slim and guaranteed to split your productivity in half. But wait, folks, there's more. How about the banana battery? It's simply bananas how long it lasts. And if you're feeling hungry while listening to our podcast, grab the banana grill. It's the only device that can turn your favorite snack into a phone charger. And let's not forget the banana pod, bringing you your favorite podcasts with an extra fruity twist. So, whether you're a tech genius or just a banana enthusiast, Banana Tech has got you covered. Sponsored by Banana Tech. Ripe with innovation and always ready to go bananas with technology. Remember, 
folks. When life gives you lemons, switch them out for bananas and power up your world. Music fades out. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Thanks again to Banana Tech for powering this podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Tech Explorers, the podcast where we dive into the latest research and technology trends. I'm Jen, and joining me as always is my co-host Tom. Hi everyone. Today, we have a fascinating topic to discuss. We'll be exploring a scientific paper titled On the Usefulness of Synthetic Tabular Data Generation by Dionysus Manusakas and Sargul Ido. In this paper, the authors delve into the world of synthetic data generation and its potential applications in machine learning. That's right, Tom. Synthetic data generation has been gaining momentum in recent years, but there is still a lack of consensus on its usefulness. This paper aims to bridge that gap and provide insights into how synthetic tabular data can be used for data exchange and machine learning training. Absolutely. Jen. The authors start by highlighting the challenges of generative modeling for tabular data, such as the lack of local structure and the coexistence of categorical and numerical features. These challenges make it difficult for generative models to accurately capture the relationships between different features in tabular data. That's a very interesting point. Tom. The authors then go on to discuss the four use cases they focused on for benchmarking the performance of synthetic tabular data. These use cases include data sharing, data augmentation, class balancing, and data summarization. Right. Jen. In the data sharing use case, the authors evaluate the downstream performance of models trained on synthetic data compared to the performance of models trained on the original data distribution. This is crucial to determine if generative models can accurately mimic the real data, enabling efficient data exchange. The authors also explore the use of synthetic data for data augmentation, which involves augmenting real data with generated data to create a richer training dataset. This can be especially useful when dealing with scarce or imbalanced datasets, as it provides more data for machine learning models to train on. Absolutely. Jen. And in the class balancing use case, synthetic data is used to address class imbalance in classification tasks. By sampling synthetic data from the minority class, The authors aim to eliminate the imbalance and improve the performance of downstream classifiers. It's truly fascinating how synthetic data generation can be applied in various use cases. Tom, the authors benchmark the performance of different generative models, including conditional tabular GANs, tabular variational autoencoders, normalizing flows and even fine-tuned pre-trained large language models. Right. Jen. They also compared the performance of these generative models with baseline methods such as SMOT and random sampling. The results showed marginal improvements for the balancing use case. 
But the authors concluded that there is not enough evidence to claim that synthetic tabular data is universally useful for machine learning training. It's clear that more research is needed in this area. Tom. The authors highlighted the need for tailored synthetic data quality metrics and further exploration of generative models for tabular data. Their findings contribute to the ongoing discussions around the usefulness of synthetic data generation and its potential applications. Absolutely. Gen. Synthetic tabular data generation holds promise for various applications. But it's essential to understand its limitations and challenges. This paper provides valuable insights into the practical use cases and benchmarks the performance of different generative models, paving the way for further research in this field. That's right, Tom. As always, we encourage our listeners to check out the full paper for a deeper understanding of the topic. We'll also provide the link to the paper in the episode description. So, that wraps up today's episode of Tech Explorers. We hope you found this discussion on synthetic tabular data generation informative and thought-provoking. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you all for tuning in. And as always, if you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, feel free to reach out to us. Until next time. Upbeat music playing. Hey there, podcast listeners. Are your feet feeling a little chilly these days? Well, worry no more because we have the perfect solution for you. That's right, Tom. Introducing Sizzly Socks, the hottest socks in town. These socks are on fire. And we mean that quite literally. Sizzly socks are heated to perfection. Providing you with toasty warm feet all day long. They're not just socks. They're a heat wave for your toes. Slip them on and feel the warmth engulf your feet like a cozy campfire. This podcast is brought to you by Sizzly Socks. Sponsored by the same people who thought. Hey, let's put a microwave in our shoes. But don't worry, folks. Sizzly socks are totally safe. They come with a built-in temperature regulator to prevent any accidental foot barbecue scenarios. And for those who enjoy a touch of adventure, Sizzly socks also come in four scorching flavors. Mild jalapeno, spicy habanero, inferno ghost pepper, and the infamous atomic Carolina Reaper. Be warned, folks. The Atomic Carolina Reaper flavor is not for the faint of heart. We recommend having a fire extinguisher nearby. Just in case. So, whether you are hiking in Siberia or sitting in a chilly office, Sizzly Socks will keep you warm and entertained. It's like having a little BBQ festival on your feet. So grab yourself a hot pair of Sizzly Socks today. Your feet will thank you. And your friends will wonder why you suddenly developed a unique passion for spontaneous sock grilling. And remember, these socks are the hottest thing in town. Literally. This podcast is sponsored by Sizzly Socks. The official socks of extreme foot warming enthusiasts and pyromaniacs. Music fades out. Seriously. Folks.
Remember to be responsible with your fiery fashion choices. But hey, whether it's hot socks or hot takes, we've always got you covered on this podcast. That's right, Tom. So stay tuned for more hilarity, weirdness, and questionable sponsorships. Until then, keep those feet sizzly, and keep on podcasting. Podcast theme music kicks in. And cut. Nailed it, Tom. Absolutely. Jen. The weirdest commercial we've ever done. But hey, it's sizzly socks, weird is our specialty. (laughs) 